<coughs> Good evening on this May 11th, I forget the date, 2015. As I um, prompted to go back and over some notes that I had made and insights that I was given a couple years ago. So I go back and finally obediently catch up on it. And here's one from October 29, 2013. Try and keep it a little brief out there, guys. Give me some application points, too. For myself as well as for those. Because I definitely need this myself. For. I'm not good with titling, but uh. You should just give what the Lord puts upon my heart. But I'll go ahead and kind of came up with this title. Do you pray God to open the lost person's eyes? For we ourselves were once lost and now we see. We were once blind and now we see. And once lost and now we're found. So that's pretty much what we should be praying for the lost. And also speaking the truth. We should love them enough to speak the truth of not what they need. I mean, not what they want or not what desire necessarily, but what they need. Remember the man in Acts 2 that um, Jesus sealed through Peter and John when they were going going to the temple. He was there to collect money for, and I'm sure he had to give a portion of it. Um, to those that carried him to the temple, I'm sure. You know, lost people don't do stuff for nothing, for free. They always, there's always a cost to it. Save people. Do stuff because it's the right thing to do to help one another. And love one another. But that's another lesson for another time. We need to write that down. Some scriptures that kind of came along with it as far as blinded eyes and opening eyes. There's a, a bucket for them, so I'll kind of be brief there. Second Kings six fifteen through seventeen. This is Elisha in his servant. He prayed uh, when they were in one particular location. I can't remember where right now. At this point, I forgot to look that up. Um, they were sur- Elisha and his servant were surrounded by enemies that wanted to kill them because uh, they were prophesying God's words. So this is the servant of the man of God. Rose early in the morning. <coughs> And went out. Behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that we may see, that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. See, the enemy's armies can't see that. They don't because the enemy is not everywhere at the same time. He's not omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. He's not all-knowing. So he can pretty much do one task and one task alone. And he actually has no possessions except what we get them. Exodus 23.8 And you shall take no bride... For a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of those who are in the right. Looking around in our latest political uh, election this year, um, look at all the bribes that are given. Of course, they don't call it bribes; they call it lobbying. Look at all the different lobbying. You, know, you got lobbying for cultural desires. It's all there. They don't need the desires. They're you know, one culture wants wants to rule another culture. you got kingdoms against kingdoms. 
that's also scriptural too that that would happen and it is happening uh, unfortunately we even have churches against churches but guess what those churches are not obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ whether they're saved or not that's not for me or you to know we can't know that we're not given that kind of knowledge only God knows who are his Jesus even said that Okay, that may be another lesson for another time. First John 2.11 But whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Matthew 15.14 Let him alone. They are blind guides and if the blind guides and if the blind lead the blind both will fall into a pit. John Actually, the last one was Matthew fifteen fourteen. That came over. I said that. John nine twenty five. He answered, "Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that thou I was blind, now I see." This was the blind man that he healed. That was in the pool of uh, Shalom. Um, actually, he didn't even have to get to the pool. You're the one that couldn't get to. Nobody would help him get into the water. Uh, oh, wait a minute. With the, I may need correction on that one. It may not be the right guy. Um, but he is one of the ones that... Um, I think he was the one that was on the road, actually. Outside of town. So I'll stand correction on that one. And in the future one, I'll correct it. So I apologize for that one. I have no excuse, but I'm tired. Isaiah 42, 7. To open the eyes that are blind. To bring out the prisoners from the dungeon. From the prison those who sit in darkness this actually verse is actually about Jesus approximately four or five maybe six hundred years before Jesus came to earth before he was born of the virgin to suffer and die on the cross for our suffer and die on the cross for all our sins um, to be buried crucified, buried and well, rise up on the third day and then ascend back to heaven 40, on the 40 day after that. So this is this actually about Jesus saying he's coming. Now can you imagine? Now Isaiah never saw it. But he, he was told it and he wrote about it. So that thought that's interesting. A few application points that um, God kind of put upon my heart. And I definitely prayed about it. And I'm still praying about it every day because it's me. Um... Sin causes us to rebel God. If it does, sin is anything that's against God. It's not doing what he says to do. Isaiah 56.10 His watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. Before we fully receive the Lord Jesus. Wait a minute, that's a different point, sorry. And that one, the watchman, basically that's the putting it in today's perspective, that'd be our prayer warriors, that'd be our pastors, our preachers, our ministers. They they may even think they're praying, but what are they praying? They're just praying for fleshy endowments, most of them. And is that all of them? No. That's believers. We are all on mission with God. We are all called to come. Yes, there are some that are to have leadership positions as a pastor. Uh, or an elder or a deacon uh, or teachers I know I do but um, 
We are all called to proclaim the gospel to the lost, to the world, to those still in the world. We are all called to help people. We are all called to go where God tells us to go. It's never, you won't find any scripture, though there are a lot of false teachers that will, you know, say that you know, they've interpreted differently. That's why they're called false teachers. But you won't find nothing in the Word of God, rightly divided, where we tell God where we want to go. God is God. He's Lord. He's Savior. And if we don't, it's sin if we don't do what He says. If we don't go where He says, when He says. He knows the timing. He knows what we need. He knows what it takes to move. And He can move us. Hey. Next point. Before we fully receive the Lord Jesus, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we are all children of Satan who is disobedient. Um, no, he rejected against God. Actually, I don't know why I put that last part. But, yeah, Scripture is clear. I was once talking to a brother of mine that he had been taught in church. And I pondered it. I didn't say nothing then because I was a positive. Um, yeah, but I went up looking for it, and here's the answer. Um, no, we're not. We're not uh, God's children. Um, he created us. We're all his creations. He formed us in our mother's wombs. You know, and he only brought forth from man and woman. Not from man and man, not from woman and woman. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. I mean, it's like you can't bring forth a baby without one man and one woman. That's it. That's just the way God designed it. That can't be changed. You can try out of from your insemination, but hello, you still need the man to uh, <coughs> put the stuff in a in that jar. So, so you can't. It can't be done. You, it's been tried making it, but it doesn't work. So that's that may be nothing left to do. And some scriptures to back that up is Ephesians two two, in which now that wasn't the full scripture. Obviously, it was a partial one. Probably the second half, it looks like, or possibly the first half, in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work, and the sons of disobedience. Who are the sons of disobedience? That's clear right there. In um, John eight forty four, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. We, that's us. It's like, yeah, uh, Jesus himself has spoken those words because they were read um, and he was speaking to the Pharisees. Predominantly, but it's not just the Pharisees. And the last point, Satan blinds the eyes of our minds. Second Corinthians four four. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the image of God. So again, are we praying for God to open because we can't open nobody's eyes. We are not called to live the gospel. We are the byproduct of having heard the gospel of Jesus Christ in receiving and believing in Him. That's all it takes. You just acknowledge, tell God, tell Jesus that 
you know, I'm a sinner and you're, and you're the Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for coming for me. You know, I can't give you the prayer. The Holy Spirit will give you the prayer as He gives you the power to to be saved. Uh, but the more you keep weakening, if you feel yourself drifting away from this world, finding this world, it may be God actually knocking at the uh, door of your of your soul, of your spirit, calling you, calling you to come to Him. We gotta receive Him. He suffered and died on the cross, as John three sixteen. That's for God so loved for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should never be him believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We also gotta read the scriptures around that also with those who reject him, those who reject him are already judged. He didn't come to judge the world at that time. He is coming to judge, he is coming back. The next time he comes back, it ain't gonna be good right away. It ain't gonna be good for those who rejected him. Because he's coming face to face and he's every person. You know, if you think you may die by then, you come out, you, you will come out of the grave and look at him and you'll be judged. And if you die without Jesus, I mean, that's lake of fire. I mean, there's, there's no way out. There's a false teaching out there, and I know what religious doctrine it came out of. Uh, I'm afraid I'm saying it, but a lot of you already know it. But you may have heard it. Uh, when we're dead, if we ever receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if we have, We'll be washed right into His presence. We're going to see God face to face. And we won't die. We'll live forever with Him. So we'll serve Him, worship Him. And we'll still be getting to know Him. Being saved is a matter of growing. Eternal life to Him is growing in the wisdom and knowledge of God through Christ Jesus. Uh, that's eternal life. That was John 17, 3 of you. So please, if you haven't believed in the Lord Jesus, do so today. He loves you. Um, may your eyes be open. It's for a day. Thank you.